Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Sensual Power Podcast. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader, and today we're going to dive into the topic of feeling value in ourselves separate from others and liking ourselves separate from others. It seems probably like a small topic, but honestly, it's something quite impactful and something I notice when I talk to my clients about it, when I pose questions out there. There's a lot that comes up from this. Um, In fact, I recently just did a poll on my Instagram and Facebook pages about what do you like about yourself that has nothing to do with other people. And I got a lot of messages and private messages about like, oh my God, I don't like this question because I realize everything I like about myself has to do with other people. Now, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know a lot of my work, pretty much all of it, centers around working with people, women, AFAB people that have grown up with narcissistic, emotionally immature, abusive parents, families, right? So I'm going to talk about this more from that lens. However, if that's not your experience, keep listening because there's something here for all of us to learn and to think about, right? So when I'm talking about how we find value in ourselves, what we like about ourselves, I want to preface this by saying it is not wrong to feel value in relation to what we put out in this world for others, for our community, right? And it's also not wrong to like things about ourselves that have to do with other people, right? The whether that be specifically, you know, people in our world or just society, you know, and and that includes things like, you know, um, shoveling your sidewalk, right? You love that you do things like this, or you will, you know, help somebody or, you know, just normal little things that we do in our society, putting the grocery carts back so they don't run into cars, right? Whatever you do. Um, and if you don't live in America, yes, we, um, we don't have systems where like we actually get money back from putting our carts in that probably motivate a lot of us some more. Um, but anyway, (laughs) those normal little societal things that we do just to be kind and considerate of other people's experiences in this world, those are not bad things. At all. And those are not things that I want you to discount in any way, shape, or form because we are a global society, right? We are community and we relate in this world as a community. That's important, right? If we enter into complete individualism, 
a lot of harm is done through that. And if you live in the Western world, you see that whether you realize it or not. Uh, A lot of our culture in the Western world, or not culture, but a lot of what is taught in the Western world, what is considered normal in the Western world, is all very based on individualism. It's a practice that gets perpetuated often in spiritual and wellness communities even as a way to achieve enlightenment. And the sad part about that, the scary part about it, is that this idea of individualism is very much rooted in white supremacist ideology, eugenics, those type of things. That if we become our most enlightened selves, our most divine selves, we kind of rise above society to be this ultra being. Like, right, when you hear things like the whole concept of star seeds and stuff, those literally come from eugenics ideas and from people that have, are known to be extremely racist, extremely harmful people. So no, we don't want to be completely in this place of it is only me that matters. It is only I, you know, my connection to self is completely separate from other people. That's not healthy. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I am talking about, though, is for those of us that have grown up in situations and circumstances where we were taught to hyper-focus on other people, right? So for those of us that have maybe grown up in situations where our parent or parents, right, or caregivers were very narcissistic, very emotionally immature, um, emotionally unavailable or abusive, right? And we had to monitor their behavior. We had to... um, consider their behavior all the time because we never knew how they were going to react to us, right? We were walking on eggshells. You're constantly watching them. You're constantly observing their behavior and you're constantly monitoring it to try to tweak yourself to avoid any type of uh, blow up, confrontation, whatever, right? We're getting into that territory because this is where things can get unhealthy, right? And, and often do. When we grow up in environments like that, what we learn is that our value is only from the basis of how it relates to these people. So, you know, you'll see people that are highly overachieving in this world, um, constantly performing, constantly doing things because their goal is to either get some praise from the parent that is always yelling at them, that is never happy with them, right? We've, we all know that parent that is constantly asking for and demanding you to be better, better grades, better performance in sports or activities, whatever it is, behaving better, looking better, dressing better, whatever it is. There's, there's a never-ending need to be better for these people. So what happens is we start to associate our value 
with how we can perform to be seen as better. Hopefully this is making sense. And if it is, take a breather here if you're like, oh shit, yeah, no, I I literally do everything that I do to try to make somebody else happy. Been there, done that, We a lot of us have. We're going to work through this together though. And again, we, we are constantly looking at what do we do in this world? How do we act? How do we look? How do we dress? What do we produce, you know, in our careers, in our lives? And is that all coming from the need to be validated, to be accepted, or to just avoid any type of punishment. And keeping in mind, it's not as if we're sitting here as adults, you know, waiting for a spanking or to be kicked out or um, yelled at or whatever. It's not that. Um, but obviously, that's underlying there. There's that subconscious fear of those things. What we are now worried about is, will we be loved? Will we be accepted? will be be um you know <laughs> able to have relationships with these people and sometimes for those of us that are still in relationship with these family members even as much as we know they're harmful and we know that they are causing harm to us there is still this huge need to be accepted by them And to finally get them to behave the way that we hope they will with us by showing us the love and the acceptance that we want. Because underneath it all, there's still a little child version of us, right? There's an inner child version of us that's hoping mommy or daddy or whoever it is that raised you is going to be better. Something will finally click and it'll be enough, right? And so that gets then projected onto other people in our world. Maybe it's a partner, maybe it's coworkers or a boss or employees or friends, right? Whoever it is, it gets projected onto them. So then it's not just even anymore that we're doing things to get the acceptance from our parents or caregivers. We're doing it for everybody else. And this is where we source our value from. So what happens is we feel these really heightened senses of self-esteem and we feel really good. And, you know, it's those big, happy emotions when we're getting the praise, we're getting the acceptance, we're performing the way that we need to perform to make other people happy. And then the moment somebody is disappointed in us or maybe there is a pull away from another person, right? They're not um, interacting with us, they're pushing us away, or they're not communicating with us, whatever happens, that self-esteem is shot. It, it, it completely diminishes. If you've ever had this experience where it's like the moment that somebody rejects you, maybe again, it's a dating situation and everything's going great and you're feeling so happy and so amazed because like, you're, you're showing yourself as doing all the things they love and, and you're, you're being your most sparkly, vibrant self for them, right? You are doing all the things that you, you think you should be doing to be an amazing partner. And then they're, they, they end the relationship. Maybe they ghost you. Maybe they just say, hey, yeah, I'm not into this. I'm not feeling this anymore. 
and all of a sudden your self-esteem is shot. And I'm not talking just about like those normal moments of sadness when a relationship ends, right? Because, you know, of course there's sadness when a relationship ends. We emotionally bond with somebody and then when that emotional bond ends, it's sad, Like, that's a normal human reaction to a breakup, to an ending of any type of relationship. The bond was there, and then when the bond is removed, there's sadness. But this goes beyond it, because what has happened is, again, we have sourced all of our value, all of our sense of self, and our sense of self-like and love from these other people to the point that we're not even able to give it to ourselves we're not even able to source that from ourselves and then we're disappointed and we're sad and we don't know what to do we become depressed sometimes to a very scary degrees right where we are at risk of harming ourselves um many of us have been there i i had a situation like that myself where I, with my ex-fiance, I, just everything going on had taken me to the point of giving and giving and giving. And then when I realized how bad things were and how bad it was and how rejected I was being because, you know, I was getting silent treatment, I was getting all kind of emotional abuse like that. And then things just kind of blew up. There was nothing left of me after that. And it, it hurt. It hurt a lot. And again, it was compiled on top of everything else. And I was already not dealing with a lot of the pain that I had been through, a lot of the trauma that I had undergone from childhood. And it just all compounded. And that's where you see a lot of us like finally start to deal with things. Hopefully, hopefully we get the opportunity to deal with them. Because these moments happen and we just have that complete breakdown and it's like, what the hell is going on? Well, a lot of it is, again, it's unresolved issues like this. And a lot of that comes from our sense of self and our way of being and living in this world has completely and utterly come from these parents that we were never good enough for, we were never enough for, or we were constantly striving to do better for, right? The praise that we received from them, the love that we received from them, the affection that we received with them was very conditional at best. And at worst, it just was not there at all. So when we have that and we live through that, we get into these moments where Our entire sense of self, our self-esteem, our ability to like ourselves and love ourselves is completely shot. And this is where we have to start looking at what is the value we have for ourselves? What do we like about ourselves? What do we love about ourselves that is just for us? And this is where, again... All of those responses to this in my DMs, right, came up of like, I really hate this question. I even had a few clients that um, either have been working for with me for a while or a couple that are newer that were like, I haven't asked this question of them before. 
that were like, I hated that question. Like they sent me, a, you know, a message through our chat because with my clients outside of our sessions, they actually have a WhatsApp chat with me to, to for check-ins. And they were like, I hated this question. I hate that you posed it. And I was like, yeah, we can talk about it in our next, next session. And I've been there myself. <laughs> I actually had my therapist ask me the same question once. How are you of value in this world simply for yourself? And do you like yourself? That was a very hard session because I realized there was nothing that I could think of in those moments that I liked about myself and that everything I had thought I valued about myself had something to do with other people. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep stressing this. There is nothing wrong with liking things about yourself that have to do with society and others and valuing certain things that have to do with others. But again, we're not talking about those normal reactions to things. We are talking about for those of us that have grown up in situations where everything was about these parents. Everything was about the way that we were treated. And now we are dealing with the consequences of that within ourselves. And it sucks because it's also a really hard and exhausting process at times where we have to break those cycles. We have to work through these things. But we do. <laughs> you know, we're here. And you're listening to this because you're clearly doing the work or you're at least thinking about doing the work. So we get into these situations where we, d- we realize that we're not really sure what we like about ourselves that is just for us. And it's important to have those things. It's important to have a sense of self and to have love and like for ourselves independent of other people because in those situations where a relationship ends or maybe there's a disagreement or an argument or maybe we realize that somebody in our life or possibly multiple people because a lot of us that grew up in situations like this tend to be attracted unconsciously to people like this because it's what we're used to growing up with, right? We have to, in those moments, have something for ourselves, something that is for us, about us, that we like, that we love, that we value, so that it doesn't completely destroy us, so that we can handle these situations. It doesn't mean that you're going to completely avoid disappointment. It doesn't mean that you're going to be completely avoidant of heartbreak and hurt. That is part of life. I cannot wave that away. And truthfully, I wouldn't want to because you would be missing out on the full experience of life. And sometimes in life, there is pain, there is hurt, there is heartbreak. But those are also teachers. Those are things that we learn from, right? We, we don't typically just know what we do want without knowing what we don't want. And I, I am not talking about severe traumas. I am not talking about systemic issues. I hear so many spiritual teachers talk about like everything's a lesson. Assaults, abuse, systemic racism, homophobia, things like that. We don't need those. We don't need those. There is enough 
teaching in this world without those things, right? There is enough learning from just interacting in this world as a human being without those things. It's bullshit when people say that. Again, it is all part of a very white supremacist and eugenics ideology. And fun fact, a lot of narcissistic behavior very much correlates to that type of ideology. A lot of the behaviors you'll see align with it. It's very interesting when you look at the comparisons and the characteristics. But again, we, we want to have some sense of self, some sense of love and like for ourselves that is strictly about us, that is solely about us, so that in those moments of heartache, of pain, of hurt, we remember one of those people that has our backs is us. And that is the thing that is often not cultivated or undercultivated when we grow up in situations like that. We, we see so many situations, even in less extreme situations, right? Where there's just a lack of teaching of self-love and self-like and self-value. And let me tell you, if you've ever been around somebody that did actually get the opportunity to grow up with that, I know very few people like that, but I do know some. It is wild how different they approach this world. It is wild. Their interactions with their family, their interactions with other people, it's so much more secure. And there's that beautiful flow between individual sense of self and their community sense of self. It's cool. If you ever have the opportunity to just get around somebody like that, if nothing else, for like your own version of a research study, like, you know, don't just don't just become friends with somebody like that that come came from a very secure family environment where those things were cultivated just to study them. But like if you ever meet somebody like that, definitely just notice how they are in this world and not as a way to make yourself feel bad about what you didn't have but to also understand what that looks like and as a motivator for working on that yourself for getting there because here's the thing even if we didn't grow up with that which sucks and yes there's a lot of pain that we go through when we don't we are perfectly capable of developing it later There's going to be some pain that we have to deal with and some past situations that we have to deal with to get there, right? But it's so worth it. And as somebody that has done a lot of that work myself and has continued to do it for many years since, you know, the start of that work, I can say it is a mind-blowing feeling to realize in moments of pain, in moments of struggle, how differently you approach them, how differently you approach heartbreak and, and, and confrontation and things, when that sense of self, that self-love, that self-like, that self-value is there. It's very cool. So how do we start working on this? Because if you've been listening, you're like, yeah, I relate to a lot of this, but I don't know how to get there. Well, The one thing I want you to do is sit down and ask the question of yourself, 
what do you value about yourself and how do you have value in this world that is just for you? How do you have value that's just about you? And then what do you like about yourself that is simply about you, that has nothing to do with anybody else? It can be something small, right? It can be something small. Um, I mean, if, if on a personal note, I love art. Now, my grandmother, on my dad's side, my grandmother, she was an incredible watercolor artist. So, of course, some of that was learned through her. But I actually don't do watercolor. Um, I just don't have her patience for it and never got into it. But I have always just had a love of art even before that, it was something that, you know, like I remember going as a kid on a field trip to art museums and I would just stand and stare at certain paintings and certain pieces and like I could see them in such a different way. Like I could look at them and understand how the brush strokes were made. I could look at them and understand how the colors were combined and why they were combined that way. It was to the point that I asked for art classes when I was younger. And my dad, he ended up putting me in um, over the summer in college level art classes because I just, I was so in love with it. I was so impassioned by it. And he had shown a few drawings because he actually worked at the university where these were at. He'd shown a few things that I had done and they were like, yeah, that's, that's beyond what most kids are doing at her age. That's beyond what most adults are doing. So I got put into these classes and I was just in love with it. And to this day, one of my favorite things about myself is how I can take a canvas or whatever it is and take a bunch of art supplies and just create something. I can do that. And I can see that and I can see the ways in which the colors should work together to create things. I can see the way that certain brush strokes or drawing strokes or whatever can work to create different effects on a piece of paper. That's something that I love about myself. It's something that I value with myself. Does this get shown to anybody else? No, unless you're in my house and you happen to see something that I created. But other than that, it is totally for me. That is my thing. It's something I like about myself. It's something I like, love about myself. It's something I value about myself, my ability to do that. And it has nothing to do with anybody else in this world. I have a friend that loves her singing voice. She does not sing professionally. She doesn't sing for anybody else but her. She just loves the way it sounds. So it can be simple things, but I want you to start looking at these questions and then ask yourself, what do you like about you? What do you value about you? And something that it can be that simple, that can be just for you. And it's okay if occasionally it gets shared with other people, but, it, but the reasoning for it is not based on other people, right? Hopefully that's making sense to you. If you're listening to this, definitely drop me a comment if any of this is resonating, if you have questions, right? All the good stuff there. So there's the first part. Start asking that question and see what you can find. The next step is 
you want to start really connecting with those inner child versions of you in whatever way that you want to do that. So for some people, they can visualize really well and maybe you just need to sit quietly and think about yourself at a certain age when it would have been really helpful for you to be taught to like yourself, to, to have value for just existing to because you're in this world. Because fun fact, you have value simply for existing. There's a reason you're here. You exist. And it's not just because, you know, you were given birth to. But like you being you is here for a reason. You were meant to be on this planet. You were meant to be here. You have value just simply for existing. We all do. And that's the difference between this whole idea of like the enlightened beings that are meant to do grand things in this world. Well, grand is relative to the person. And yes, of course, there are people that can be developing new technologies to save thousands of lives or whatever. But we all still have value. Everything in this world has value. It exists for a reason. And simply for existing is part of the value there. But again, I want you to connect with that child version of you, that inner version of you that could have really learned, used that lesson, that could have really used hearing that, that they were valuable simply for existing. And then also taught to really like themselves. And you want to start checking in, what would you have loved to hear? What would you have loved to see encouraged? You know, were there activities? Were there um, hobbies? Were there interests? Whatever it was. What would have made you feel so valuable and so liked by yourself? In those moments, what, what, what would have done that for you? What did you need to hear in the moments where you maybe learned to not feel value in yourself? Maybe when you were told something you were into was dumb or you weren't good enough at it. Or, you know, you didn't look good enough, right? You didn't dress well enough. Your body wasn't good enough. Whatever it was, look at both of those moments and ask, what did you need in those moments? And then you're going to give that to yourself. And maybe that's, again... Just sitting down and visualizing that part of you. Maybe you pick up a pillow and hug the shit out of it and and say the words that you needed to hear. And you do that on a regular basis, right? This is not a one and done thing. (laughs) Unlearning all this shit takes time and work. But we want to start cultivating that relationship with these inner parts of yourself. Maybe if you're not a person that visualizes, maybe you need to write this out. Maybe you need to... Hold an object that reminds you of yourself at those ages. Maybe it's a picture. Maybe it's a toy or something that just reminds you of that version of yourself. And you take the time to to chat with it. And then see, what do you need to do to give yourself those things? Maybe that's as simple as like, again, there was a version of you that really, really loved singing right? And maybe you're not the world's best singer, right? Maybe you're tone deaf as fuck. (laughs) It's okay. Start singing. Start doing it on a regular basis. Put on a song that 
yourself at that age would have loved or something you love now, whatever it is, as just a way to connect, right? Maybe you loved art. Maybe you loved, you know, building things. Whatever it is, find things about yourself that you like. Maybe there was a way that you really liked dressing when you were younger and you take some time to do that. And maybe it's not all the time, but maybe you find a specific day of the week or a specific time where you dress up in that way and it's something you like about yourself. And now, I, again, I'm giving some things that, that sound very external, but the point of these is also to see how they make you feel. How do they make you feel? Because in this process, you're also connecting to those inner parts and you're acknowledging their need for whatever it is that they needed at that time when they were younger, right? You're acknowledging that. And by acknowledging that, you're also doing some of the internal work to remind yourself that, hey, you're pretty cool. You're pretty awesome. And you get to like yourself for these things and you get to feel valuable for these things, And then the next thing I want you to do is start looking at where do you feel that you need to continuously act and continuously be doing something, continuously be producing. You know, for those of us that own businesses, especially, man, we can be really, it can be a big challenge for us to learn to not need to constantly produce, to not need to constantly do things. So in those moments of rest and just doing something for yourself, by yourself, that is only for you, ask yourself, how can you make this feel valid and valuable? How can you still like yourself in those moments? How can you remind yourself that it is okay to carve out time for yourself just to be? And that you don't always have to be producing things. And maybe that's also a conversation that you need to have with that inner child version of you that has learned that love doesn't come when you're not producing some type of results or performing, you know, in your job or whatever. Because again, you may not be worried so much about, you know, how you're doing in a sport or dance class or on your grades anymore. But, you know, we've transferred that into something as an adult. So how can you remind these versions of yourself that, hey, I still have value here. And it's okay for me to take time. And it's okay for you to take time. Because that's going to be where it's really hard. In those moments when you realize you're slowing down, you're taking time away from producing results for others and for the world to produce joy and rest and, and comfort and happiness just for yourself. Those are those moments where you have to really understand that and look at that and... Make sure that you're checking in with those parts of you and letting them know it's okay to do this. It is okay to just be. It is okay to not need to do things for other people all the time. It's okay if I don't work 10 hours a day, right? It's okay if I do that. It's okay if I take some days off. It's okay if I take some hours off. for And just sure enjoyment of being with myself, right? 
And maybe you need to, to do that in small stages, right? Maybe you just need to carve out like five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day for yourself, for something for you that is strictly for you, that is strictly about loving yourself, liking yourself, feeling value just by existing, right? And then maybe you work up to more of that. That's something a lot of us struggle with because, again, we were taught that that was not how we got love. That was not how we received acceptance. And when we learn that in childhood, it has a massive effect on how much value we feel in this world. We know that already, right? We've discussed that. So these are some of the ways to start working on it. There's a lot more to this. And I also definitely encourage, if this is something that you're resonating with, if you've grown up like this, reach out for support. Uh, You can book a 30-minute call with me. You can check out offers. Um, There are links in the description of this podcast to check that out and see how you can work with me, what options I have. But definitely get support on this because it's a long journey. And one of the other ways to show yourself love and like is to also not handle these things alone because we try to do a lot of work for ourselves on our own. And quite frankly, it becomes even more exhausting and it's harder because things are going to come up. You're going to have moments where you stumble. That's normal. And we need to hold compassion for ourselves. But we also need to sometimes let somebody else hold some of the pain and heartache of processing the things that we experienced when we were younger that are still causing effects on us now. If this resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. If, if you got something out of this, definitely share it with somebody else. Let me know. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts. Again, share that any way you want. And again, reach out if you are in need of support on all of this because I do this work all the time. And you deserve to feel valuable for yourself. You deserve to like yourself. You deserve to love yourself. And the most important thing that you're going to get out of that is not just for you, but what you are able to handle in this world, what you're able to move through, what you're able to deal with. When those heartbreaks and hurts happen, it's going to be so much easier and it's going to be so much better. It doesn't mean that the pain won't be there. But it just means you can handle it better. And when we also value ourselves, when we love ourselves, when we like ourselves more, the people that we allow to be in our lives, they're so much different because we stop settling for and we stop welcoming in people that treat us the same way our parents did. So again, reach out if you're looking for support. But again, I hope that this helps and let me know how you feel about it all.